Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 6 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our 10-minute theology series where we talk about a certain topic of theology in around 10 minutes. This week we are looking at the topic of the knowability of God. And so essentially answering that question, can we really know God? And this is still under our category, our umbrella of theology proper, talking about God in general. And so last week we talked about the existence of God. This week we're talking about the knowability of God. And this is, again, all kind of setting the stage for future kind of topics here of like the attributes of God and different things where we have to kind of know the kind of deal with these issues first of the existence and knowability of God. And then we can get into some of these other things. And so really this topic here ties into kind of what we talked about last week, where we saw that God has revealed himself to us through like general revelation, creation, uh, as well as special revelation, namely his word. And so through his initiative, he has made it so we can actually know him. And so that's significant because left to ourselves or our own abilities, we would never come to a true knowledge of who God is. But God has graciously graciously designed it so that we can actually know him. And so this is why we can even talk about this idea of the knowability of God, of whether we can know him or not. And again, this is important, I think, because I think people have this view of sometimes of God where he's so transcendent or above us, like that we can't really even know him. And so it's important for us to look at what scripture actually says. And so we're going to divide this into kind of two parts here uh, as we talk about the knowability of God. The first part, we are going to talk about the reality that God cannot be fully or exhaustively Known, And so you can kind of think of how God is incomprehensible in some sense. And what we mean by that is not that he can't be known, because we'll get to that in a moment, but rather what we mean when we see he's incomprehensible is that he can't be fully known or exhaustively known. And so we see some examples. Let's look at some passages that talk about this. We see Psalm 145 verse 3 says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. Notice that, his greatness is unsearchable. Psalm 147, verse 5, great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. And then even in the New Testament, Romans eleven thirty three, Paul exclaims after talking about kind of the plan of God in salvation and different things, he says, oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. And so we see very clearly that scripture tells us that really we can't fully comprehend who God is, right? We can't fully comprehend his greatness, his understanding, his judgments, his wisdom. Like these things are beyond us, okay? We can't fully wrap our minds around that. And so that's significant, right? Because, and, it, and if you think about it, that makes sense because if you fully understood everything about God, then what would that make you? God, right? Like if, if you really understood, if you were just as knowledgeable 
of God, if you were on his level of, yeah, I know everything about God, I know everything he knows, all that, then yes, that makes you God. And so there's clearly an inherent limitation for us as we're infinite fallen creatures that we won't exhaustively know who God is, right? So there's a limit to our knowledge. And one one interesting aspect about this, uh, as I was kind of reading this, uh, the theologian Wayne Grudem, he kind of brings this up, which I thought was interesting, is that what this also tells us when we think of the incomprehensibility of God is that we can't even fully understand a single part of who God is, okay? And so, like, for example, we may know something about God's love or his grace or his power or his wisdom, but we can never fully or completely or exhaustively know his love. We can never completely or fully or exhaustively know his power or his wisdom or his grace. And I thought that was such an interesting kind of way to think about this, right? Where it's not that we just can't know him in general, like know, fully know him in general, but it's even certain aspects of him. And as we go through these attributes in the coming weeks, we're going to see that even in that small scale, like we can't fully comprehend even something like his love. Yeah, we can know a lot about it. We see characteristics of his love throughout scripture and different things. But even then, we can't fully grasp the extent or the depth of his love. And that's just an amazing thing. That's something that kind of blows your mind a little bit here. And so that's what we talk about, like the incomprehensibility of God. And so really this idea that God cannot be fully known. But we can't stop there because scripture doesn't stop there. And so this is where we get into the second part. And that's really the knowability of God, that we can truly know him. And so even though he is incomprehensible in the sense of not being able to completely or exhaustively be known, we can still truly know God. Okay, we can truly know him. And this is more than just knowing facts about God. Okay, like, for example, like, you might know things about your favorite celebrity or your favorite pro athlete, where you could say, like, yeah, I know, like, facts about them. But if you kind of, if they, if you ask them, like, oh, do you know this person? And they would probably say, no, I, I have no idea who that person is, right? Like, they're just some fan. Okay. And so when we talk about knowing God, it's more than just knowing facts about him. It's actually knowing him as in a relationship. Okay. And again, we see scriptures clear on this, that we can know God in this way. So let's look at a few verses with that. John 17, verse three, it says, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God. So this is Jesus praying. And he says that this is eternal life that they believers may know you, the only true God. Okay. Notice that knowledge there. Uh, we see in Jeremiah 31, verse 34, uh, a passage prophesying about the coming new covenant, which is picked up in Hebrews 8. It says, And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. Hey, did you catch that? They will all know me, from the least to the greatest, declares the Lord. And then even in 1 John 2.13, it says, I write to you children because you know the Father. And so, again, there's this personal connection here and this ability for us to actually know 
God. Okay? And it's, again, through that revelation, through uh, general revelation, as well as through special revelation. And it's really through special revelation, through God's word, that we get the intricacies of, we find out more of who God is. Okay? And so we can actually have this ability to truly know God. And that's that relationship side of it is even further evidenced by our prayer and our time in the word, right? Where we get to talk with God in prayer. We approach his throne and have that relationship where we talk with him. But then we also have his communication back to us, which is what? Through God's word, through his word that he has revealed to us. Okay, and so we have this actual relationship with God. And so, yes, he can be known. And so there's the two sides where, yes, even though we can't fully comprehend and fully understand him, we can still have a relationship. We can still know him. Okay? And so really that's like the knowability of God. And so to wrap up here, I know this is pretty quick, but we're shooting for our 10 minutes, uh, kind of some application. I think you can start to see how this is so applicable for us. But let's look at kind of two areas of this. So first on the knowability God side, the knowability of God side, where that means we can actually learn more about God and we can know him on a personal level. And so that should encourage us to spend that time in prayer and spend that time in the word to grow that relationship with God and to get to know him further. Okay. But also on the incomprehensible side, uh, this also shows us that we will never be able to know too much about God. And so we will never come to a point where we know him exhaustively, where we could say, well, I know enough about him, and so I'm kind of good now. No, we will never exhaust our knowledge of God, right? And so we should never grow tired in delighting and discovering new things about God, because we should understand we will, there will always be something new for us to find out, okay? And so then when you combine these two elements of the nobility of God and the incomprehensible aspect of God— those two elements combined should prompt us to this lifetime of studying the Bible, studying theology, right? Studying who God is, because we'll never reach the end of that, okay? And so that should encourage us, that should prompt us to want to be diligent in the time of the word, be diligent in prayer and those things as we seek to grow our relationship with God and understand more of who he is and um, what he is like, what characterizes them, all those things as it draws us into relationship with him. And so that's going to wrap us up here with our 10-minute theology for today as we think about the knowability of God. And we will pick up next time further into our study of theology proper as we start getting into the attributes of God. And I look forward to dealing with those soon. And so we will catch you next time.